0: This is podcast number one of Under 10, Mini Intimacy Insights with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. This is my first podcast, and let me begin first and foremost by saying I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to podcasts, but I do know what I'm doing when it comes to intimacy and communication. So let me start by sharing a little story about how this podcast came to be. One of the things a number of you have shared with me when I asked what your intimacy questions are is how do I get out or transition out of the state of isolation I've been in during the pandemic to get back into connection with people? In other words, it's been hard lately to stay connected. That's an understatement. That's true for me too. And one of the ways that I personally have been staying connected with friends is using voice memos back and forth to have a little conversation with the person. Because I'm seeing them, of course, in person uh, very infrequently and phone calls, you know, don't always work out with timing and they're busy and I'm busy and so on. But we can listen to a voice memo at any point. And so I was sharing a voice memo back and forth with my friend Mia. Um, and she asked me some question and I blotty blod for five or six minutes my answer. And she said, wow, that was really helpful. I got a lot out of that. You should do a podcast. And I thought, if a podcast is as easy as sending my friend a voice memo, then yeah, I can do it. So I'd love for you to think about this podcast wherever you are, listening on a walk or in your car or maybe you're at home, Um, think about it as a voice memo from a friend who's doing her best to reach out over time and space and through the isolation and stay connected to you. Okay. So in this first episode, I just want to give a little orientation for how I think about intimacy. And, um, this may or may not make sense to you, but see if you can try it on. So I'm 44. Um, now, you know, now, you know my secrets. No. Um, and, uh, so I grew up in the eighties and nineties in a suburb of Dallas, Texas called Plano and I went to Catholic school for, or actually I went to Montessori preschool, amazing, highly recommended. And then I went to Catholic school for grade school and junior high. And then I went to public education for the rest, high school, uh, college, and grad school. And at no point uh, in any of my many, many, many years of curricula did uh, any of my instructors Uh, sit us down for a class on emotional literacy. Let's think about this. Imagine as we were taking, let's see, in junior high, it was literature, uh, biology, social studies. Imagine as we were taking those classes, also having a class perhaps taught by a mental health specialist uh, on how to express our feelings, how to ask for what we needed, how to set boundaries. How to be able to even tell the difference between someone else's needs and our own needs. Okay, so um, n- none of us that I know of took that class. I certainly didn't. And it's, it's at least by junior high, arguably before, that we need the ability to start speaking um, with literacy around our feelings. So for most folks, because we never got this um, basics around how to relate to our feelings, for most of us, our feelings began to inhabit the space of what hung out in the backdrop of life. Um, We might end up having conversations about our feelings at some point somehow that would be accidental and we'd sort of blunder our way through, but it never really became an object or a focus on purpose um, of practice and study. I took piano lessons for a couple years. Uh, Teaching my fingers the muscles to do the scales became a focal point of practice and study. I studied Spanish in high school and eventually in college. Again this was a practice that I focused on. Imagine if we did the same thing with our feelings with our, uh, relationships, with the ways we relate to each other, with who we are as relational beings, can you imagine with me for a moment what that could be like to have gotten that introduction? Okay. Well, here we are. I'm 44. You're however many years old you are. And, um, unless you have some very special exception to the rule, in which case, please write me because I'd love to hear your story. Um. We didn't get that intro. So to my private coaching clients, and if any of you are listening, this should sound familiar, what I often say in the first uh, session or two is think about sessions with me, like the intimacy course that all of us needed in junior high that none of us got to learn the basic tools of relating. So um, I'd love for you to think about this podcast like that course. Not everyone's going to come to see me or another mental health professional, um, for private coaching or therapy, but this podcast you could click on once a week. It's under 10 minutes and learn a new tool uh, every week. Imagine it's like, um, Learning a language. I was talking with someone who's like, well, I've got all this extra time. I'm going to learn Spanish. Um, Imagine that you're working on your language for relationality. uh, Working on your awareness for being a relational being on purpose. Because that's what ends up happening when we commit to growing at any particular site as we start getting deliberate. We start getting on purpose. Our relationships aren't the thing uh, that hangs in the background, that we're doing by accident, that we're doing as an afterthought. They become in the foreground. They come into clarity. We have the opportunity to think in specificity about how we are impacting our relationships and, of course, how our relational world is impacting us. So... That's um, kind of a framework for how I invite you, uh, how I invite my private clients and you, this podcast listener, how I invite you to think about using these podcasts as a way to bring more intention to your world of relationships. Okay, so my hope is that we are together going to, week by week, um, practice some tools that will grow your fluency as a relational being. And my invitation to you is to think about one thing that you can put your attention on this week in your relational life. Maybe it's how you feel in connection to any number of people in your life when it doesn't end up feeling, um, consistently doesn't end up feeling very good to you. I invite you to pay a little closer attention to why. Um, Maybe it's what happens for you when you want something of someone. Maybe pay a little more attention to how you ask for things. Or maybe start paying attention to even that inner voice that says, I want something or I don't want something. That's the voice. You can think of it like this. It's the voice of desire. And the voice of desire, that internal voice has a lot to do with how you relate to the people outside of you, the voice uh, that you find in connection to others. So my invitation to you, dear listener, after this first podcast, is to start paying attention to the world of your relationships and think about one area that you can bring your focus to. Um, See what you come up with. And then please post in the comments what you paid attention to this week. Next week, we're going to begin with the very first practical tool that you can practice. But for now, I'd like to invite you to think about relating, relationality and intimacy overall, like a, uh, a curriculum um, that you can learn, that you're not just born knowing how to do. It's not like some people know how to relate gracefully and some people don't know. It's a set of tools that you can learn just like I learn and that we can be in the study of throughout our lifetime, not needing to feel ashamed that we don't know how to do something, but just getting out loud, asking uh, for help to fill in the gaps. All right, I hope that is helpful to you. I hope you tune in next week. Again, this is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini intimacy podcast. Be well. Be safe. Talk to you soon.